0: The secret is Costco has, I think it's in, it's roasted in Charleston. Okay. I'm trying to remember. It's whole bean. I have one of these coffee Ooh. pots that grinds the bean. Yeah. That's are. how
1: I do it. I got to grind it before I, yeah, it's right, right. the best so way to do it. So
0: I'm drawing a blank on the brand name. It might actually be Charleston. Has a hint of chocolate. Ooh. But
1: it, it, it's Chris. What, gonna,
0: once you've gone there, you'll never go back again.
1: You're gonna need to Google that. We're gonna need to, okay. gonna need to start with the, the googling already. <laughs> I'm I'm into that. I will Google it. Keywords: Costco, Charleston, coffee. Well, welcome back to Z DevOps Talks, and we're here with Bruce Armstrong. Hi, Bruce. Thanks. Hello. For, thanks for joining joining us. Um, I got a little background on Bruce here. Nothing nothing too crazy. Uh, the rap sheet here. Well, yeah. i was going to
0: say I it's, I'm not sure I've screened this. No, it's nothing it. it's not Yeah, I have to tell
1: you it's 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 a lot easier when we have like millennials and people in like their thirties because they're a lot more open with um, social media and posting things online. But I mean, we, we
2: have to dig a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. But I'm yeah. sure that I'm sure that you probably would
1: prefer that. I was right, going to say yeah. the
0: statute of limitations of things I've done in my past probably have run out, so I'm okay. Yeah.
1: Well, Bruce Armstrong a pretty pop is a pretty uh, not a common name. I don't know if you're the same Bruce Armstrong, but I had to look back at some of these. Uh, Networld world and computer world, uh, archived magazines. <laughs> and there was some mention of Pentium processors and, um, there's some sequel stuff. And so, I don't know. If d-
0: so you're, you're really saying you're an old guy and I had to do a lot of digging. That's kind of the summary. Right? That's true. Yeah. I, um, and, and for the record, um, as of next week, and, and I'll show my age because I listened to, uh, Roslyn's, broadcast she was very proud of her age i'm actually i have a little more years of service with ibm than she did Mm, really as of next week i'll have 35
2: oh wow wow slow clap for that man that's amazing wow
0: just just to show how much older i even am. ibm was not the first company that i worked for i actually worked back in the day for Boeing Computer Services for five years. So really? I can okay. say I have 40 years in the IT industry, and I go, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. What happened, right? Oh no, that's amazing, and man. Just, just And because I know your audience is uh, primarily millennials, I'll just say, Time flies when you're having
2: fun. Yeah. Absolutely. That's I like net, that. Yeah. That's the net of it. I like that. That's that's cool. a very positive message yeah, so. for our listeners. All Thank right, you, Bruce. Back to the show. Yeah, actually
1: you, you know, there was there were two things that I needed clarification on because from two sources it's uh somewhere between thirty one and thirty three years is what ah, I have. So you've okay. so you've addressed that. So thirty five years. And okay. then the second piece was um you mentioned uh some some additional years in the IT industry with a large aerospace company, so that that takes care of that. I, yes, so there Boeing, you go. right? Yeah.
0: And and I actually worked my way through college uh, at an IT company. If if people and the company's still around, NCR, right? What was known for cash registers? Sure, okay. I mean, they made a line of mini computers, and while I was going to school, I I uh, was actually a second shift operator. So, uh, you know, those of you that are out there that can relate to feeding punched cards through a card reader and hanging nine track mag tapes, you wow. know, those yep. are yeah.
2: So, I'm an old dog. Ooh. He he's he knows. He knows a thing or two. He knows yep. a thing or that two. That would
1: be um the prog- the programming language of the day would that be Algol? I
0: you know, so I started out with Fortran. <laughs> okay. okay. Um I'll be quite honest, I didn't do a lot of COBOL. Uh I did a little assembler. Mm. Uh PL one was mm-hmm. big back in the day. Okay. Um and it it it's funny, right? The interpretive language was Rex, which is still around, you know. Still so, very much
2: around, yeah, yep, for sure.
1: Yeah. So think, I think William Pereira just did something on, on Rex cloning Master the mainframe in Rex or something like yeah, that. Right that yeah, that very well could be. Yeah. It's a, So anyway, okay. I
0: but we digress.
1: Yeah. <gasps> Real. in a no, bad way we're, not, we're digressing. Uh, well, let's get this is great content, folks. Yeah, we'll get us back on track here. So um man, you've done a lot. I don't even know if I need to do this, but this is this is what I've got here. So current fo- focus is mobile and system Z. I think that's I the, might the, be Yeah, the mobile stuff
0: was a few years ago, okay. but again I've um well, so, I'll go ahead and let you go.
1: Yeah, but definitely in System Z, I have heard of that, but I'd like to learn more. Uh, let's see expertise in integration in System Z and enterprise uh, mobile strategies, uh, practical application of cross-platform network and systems management products and processes. Um, I think we, we covered a lot of the other stuff. The other thing, I think this is a probably a good segue is that you are um, you're on the Zoe Leadership Council. Which mm. so the Zoe Leadership Council oversees all code development and release management for the Zoe project. Uh, in particular, the ZLC has the following basic roles receive proposals for sub projects leveraging Zoe technology and will decide via a vote on whether the sub project is accepted. And then there's a whole bunch of bullets after that that I'm not going to get into, but sounds like a pretty important deal. And I don't know what Zoe is, so talk I, to me about this.
0: All right, so, <laughs> um, so. My role inside of IBM, I have the title of Offering Manager, which a lot of other companies call them product managers, but let's just say I'm Chief Cat Herder. And in the case of Zoe, uh, this is an open source project, um, and I am an IBM Offering Manager, I'll say, assigned to the open source community. And we can spend a little more time on on how this came about uh but you know the short version is that uh three companies came together uh, actually started the work late in 2017 to contribute a set of technologies for really i'll say helping to speed modernization of the mainframe and um this zoe leadership committee Kinda oversees the volunteers from not just the three founding members, but from other companies on what code gets to tr- you know uh, contributed, and what we're trying to do with Zoe. And the main message is it's for the good of the platform. Mm-hmm. We're trying to make ZOS appealing to I'll, I call them the next gen system programmers, developers, and such. And uh, again, we can talk about it some more, but also I'll say cure some ills that have grown up over the last 50 years of the platform that make it confusing and difficult for people to use and consume. So those are kind of the two main themes of what the Zoe Leadership Committee is trying to do. How do we make this platform attractive for next gen? How do we make it even more appealing for everybody, not just next gen?
1: All right. So, so while you're talking, I have a slide deck here. It looks like an investor, you know, one of those investor slide decks, even though it's it's not. So you said the the three founding members got IBM, Rocket Software, and CA Technologies, right? That's Correct. Right. So, so, so sorry.
0: And, and CA Technologies yeah. has since been purchased by Broadcom. Right. Right. So you'll see, in, depending upon the age of the slide, it might reference CA. It might uh, reference Broadcom. It is – CA Technologies is a Broadcom uh, asset.
1: Gotcha. Um, and so you mentioned you mentioned it's all open source. So this is uh, this is all licensed under the Eclipse public license. Correct. Right? Is that so?
0: EPL 2.0 gotcha. is the jargon.
1: Um, let's see here. We've got um, – uh, this is, it's, it's under the, it's an open source project under the open mainframe, mainframe project, right?
0: And and this is something that I'll say for us old guys, you know, ZOS is clearly an IBM platform. And, you know, that's why I say we've survived 50 years, 50 plus years uh, of, of evolving. Open source is a little different beast. So mm. this is really kind of merging the two worlds, Um The EPL 2.0 license, just in layman's terms, says these three companies contributed this technology, and anyone can use it, whether that be a customer, an ISV, whoever. And um, the idea here is, going back to my theme of good for the platform, um, we three companies, at the same time we contributed this, we said, And we're going to use this technology in our products to help, you know, further this along. So, Hmm. you know, there's – people think open source is kind of the answer to everything. Well, open source is just open source. It's what you do with it that matters. So we're kind of seeding the IT industry to say, hey, here's a set of technology to kind of rally around Mm – and oh, by the way, we're going to use it too, and we're solving real-world problems with it. Come join us. Got it. So
1: it's nice. It, I mean, it's that's a good message. I, I think a perfect, a good example is what Red Hat's doing with Linux. I mean, it's open source, it, but they're they're rallying around that, and they're providing support around that. It,
0: exactly. There and there's a good analogy there, right? In in the Linux story, you know, Linus contributed this. And in our case, you have the three founding members who know ZOS. Mm -hmm. So we contributed, you know, kind of the open source. And, you know, the issue of support and all of that are things that we're working on in the community. Just the same way Linus kind of planted the seeds and you had Red Hat or Ubuntu or whoever, kind of pick up that open source and turn it into stuff that was enterprise ready. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely definite analogies here to what uh, has happened in the Linux world.
1: So Zoe, tell me if this is still true, is an extensible framework for connecting applications and tools to mainframe data and applications. So yes, that, that's, that's, that's a mouthful. But yeah, yes. it is. It sure is. Yeah. I feel like these were at once technical statements that were turned into or a, a, attempted to turn it to something that was more <laughs> consumable by wider audiences. Uh, aims to make the mainframe an integrated and agile platform. Um, I think agile and DevOps. We could probably add that in there as well. Mm. Uh, within the changing IT architectural landscape. And then this is the this is one more thing here. So it's pronounced Zoe, and there it's it's pretty uh, it, it's <laughs> it's pretty interesting how it's not an acronym. That's the second bullet. It's not an acronym and it says just a and simple, fun, and easy name. I was
0: gonna say, and it drives people crazy yeah. that they don't you know, they look at it and they say, Oh, well Z is obviously for Z. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe open. It yeah. could be opened. And then the W E uh we could say we're doing this well, or something. I, I actually <laughs>
1: thought about this. I and and this is funny because in an, in in um uh what who's the episode that we had um Embouchure. Is that Sumon? That was Sumon's. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. she's actually up next. She, her episode's up next. Yeah, well, yeah, she is. Um, We're
2: actually so so it'll be the episode <coughs> before this episode That's right. for all y'all listeners yeah. out there. And we
1: should actually just pause for a second here because we have to update because she was just recently um, promoted okay. to um, STSM, which is senior technical um, s- is it service manager no. support. no, su- su- uh, look can you look it staff.
2: up? Staff. Staff, staff. That's it. That's Se- the one. Oh, senior, senior technical, technical s- staff,
1: staff, staff manager.
2: Staff member. Staff member. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so okay. Right. So so
1: recently, senior technical s- staff member. Yeah. So congratulations to Suman.
0: So and for those of you who are not in sync with all the IBM terminology, that is a big step in a in one's career in IBM. What so, next,
1: step oh, yeah, is, is is next step is is next step is is distinguished engineer. Correct. I believe yeah. so, yeah. That's that's huge. Yeah. That's yeah, that's right. a big deal. So so well deserved. Yeah. So congratulations. congratulations. Um so congratulations. I thought Zoe was Z, Z O S obviously. Right. O was the open source, and then um uh the the W E was web because there is a component to Zoe that's that there's the web interface, right?
0: Yeah. Excellent point. And and you know, it's almost fun to say make it whatever you want it
1: to be. Oh geez. It's like that uh, it's nah. like that movie Inception where you're not really sure <laughs> exactly if the, not really sure if the uh, the little what is it called the the thing the little the is, top the, the dreidel the, 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 the dreidel. dreidel yeah, yeah. Um, so that's a uh, that's a portmanteau portmanteau Right, not an acronym. A portmanteau when you combine like these different words together and you create like a new thing. So oh, was, I learned something. I know. I was I, say, I, I, wow, I, it's, a, it's a it's a French. It's a, I think it's French. it's oh, right French. Port, portmanteau. This is so a, you have like you learning chop, French chop, with you, Chris and Chris. Yeah. So I think yeah, I think it's not an acronym, but it is a portmanteau. So interesting.
0: So, but there is a little side <laughs> story on on how this came about. Right. We it it's. It's crazy. One of the hardest things we do is name stuff, Mm -hmm. right? And this started out as Zoe, Z-O-E. Okay. And it was one of those, you threw it on a wall, it stuck. Yeah. It was easy to type, you know, so as you're creating a directory structure or whatever, three characters, yeah, that's good enough. Boom, boom, boom. Right. It is when we went to the open mainframe project... Mm -hmm. That is part of the Linux Foundation. And this ties in with, you know, how is open source? What's different about this? How are we kind of merging the world of open source and ZOS? So think of the Open Mainframe Project and and the Linux Foundation as a big old not-for-profit organization, Mm -hmm. again, not only for the good of the platform, but the good of... I'll say computers throughout the world, right? Well, they deal in trademarks. And the idea here was that Zoe was to become a registered trademark of the Linux Foundation. Okay. If the lawyers that are out there can go look it up, but Z-O-E.
1: It's already trademarked.
0: Is already trademarked. Ah. We had to come up with something that made it unique. So we stuck the W in it.
1: Nice. The truth comes out.
2: Nice. Yeah, that'll be. Na- I mean, because I'll, I'll admit, <clears throat> si- similarly, I'm sure whenever I go to these shows, um, which I'm going to miss share in Fort Worth, I'm very disappointed. However, it's because. My first kid is supposed to be born oh, beginning get, of February, wow. so if there's ever the ex-
0: world will never be the same.
2: Ever now, if there's ever an excuse, there's one. But however, so aside aside from that, um, every show I get someone come up to me. What does Zoe mean? What does it stand for? Now what know. does it
0: mean? And now, my goal in life is twenty years from now. In trivial pursuit, there will be a question saying. Why is Zoe spelled with a W?
1: And if you didn't listen to this podcast, you would. This is you it. wouldn't know. Then you're this gonna is. lose. I I hope I hope after after this airs that a Wikipedia uh, <laughs> is is updated. The you Zoe know, I, is updated after.
0: This. Is there a Zoe Wikipedia? I if not, know. I'm to- I'll not, find out if, with if, the Google if, machine. If not, okay. I'm
1: I'm gonna be the first one to to start the Gosh, thing. Gosh, that's a yeah. great
0: idea. How uh, I've been so heads down. We need a Zoe Wikipedia.
1: Oh, perfect. Okay.
0: I'll, I'll take that to do, and I will take it to the ZLC.
1: Oh, for vote. For vote.
2: There is not one. What there is that? not one. We've got to so fix that. Wow. Oh, wow. We this, need to fix that. This pod- and we need
1: to fix that, actually, before we release yeah. that, because you know if we release yeah. that, oh, someone's yeah. going to jump out gonna there. going to grab it. All right. Okay. This, is, this is podcast, I think, has been mutually beneficial. All right. I got
0: an action item there from this podcast. All right. That's, okay. that's number one on the we're list. We're
1: learning French. Yeah. We got action items? <laughs> yeah. What
2: is this? This is crazy. Oh, we're learning history.
1: All right. So- Next next topic, what makes Zoe unique? And from what I can understand, um, the the biggest uh, cloud interfaces is one. Um, I, I, I think nested underneath that were um, application framework, command line interface, uh, and then API uh, mediation layer, right? So, yeah, those are, so those are some big topics. And
0: so let's kind of break that p- apart a little bit. And it kind of goes back to our wordy marketing bullet that. Sounds good, but doesn't mean a lot to a whole lot of people.
1: It's inspirational, though. Uh, That's true. It's provocative.
0: Uh, My simple description (laughs) of what Zoe is, is we are wrapping ZOS services with interfaces that make those services easier to use. Okay. So let me give the example, right? REST APIs. So... Zoe provides, I'll say, some REST APIs. A lot of the REST APIs are actually coming from the operating system itself through a a service called ZOSMF or the product teams. And when I say product teams, I'm talking KIX and IMS and DB2. and, And those REST APIs think of Zoe as being a catalog of capturing all those REST APIs for some, I'll say, minimal API management. Is the API up? Is it down? You know, what version of the API? Um, Can I load balance across multiple APIs? That kind of stuff. That's what's in the API mediation layer. Hmm. So think REST APIs when you think Zoe. The other piece that you've touched upon is... Well, how do we use these APIs? Well, you could use them through a web browser or you could use them through what we call a command line interface. And think of those as kind of two visualization techniques, right? Mm -hmm. If I love browsers, I can go interact with these REST APIs Mm -hmm. through the browser. If I'm a command line guy or gal, I type a command line. I'm still talking to the same set of REST APIs in the background, but the information is presented back to me in a different way. So interesting. Uh, so
1: correct me if I'm wrong. That is um, almost exactly like uh, ZOS, right? Or I'm not so um, IDZ. Uh, in, in that you have you can em, you have an emulator for 3270, or you have the Eclipse the, the Eclipse. Uh, GUI right it, is, it, it, is it kind it, of similar
0: yeah it's similar and it, this is where and I'm glad you brought this up but I know your target audience is mainly you know a, a DevOps uh, interested set of audience I think of Zeo uh, as Zoe as infrastructure mm-hmm. as plumbing
2: mm.
0: what you do with that plumbing has a full spectrum of possibilities okay now in my mind you know and an IDZ for example is a product implementation for a developer right it happens to be eclipse based right but i i, I don't think it's a big secret to say that eclipse client making use of rest apis mm-hmm. seems like a natural progression for mm-hmm. where we'd want to go with that um the uh Best example of kind of the merge of Zoe open technology and an open IDE is something like um Visual Studio. Okay. They're making use of some Zoe services.
1: Yep. Um probably later Eclipse Che. I Eclipse Che and
0: and and this is where I'll point you back to Rosalind as far as all the permutations and combinations of what's going on yeah. for the technology. Now that's for a developer, right. right? Zoe could equally be used by a system programmer, mm-hmm. by operations people, by, you know, any number of people that can use REST APIs, mm-hmm. a command line interface or a browser interface. Okay. So I think of it as plumbing and what you do with that plumbing is kind of whatever the business needs, whether you're a software vendor that wants to use this plumbing, whether you're a customer that you want to write your own application and use this plumbing, or whether you're an IBM product team okay. that
1: wants to use this plumbing. So maybe maybe what Zoe is trying to do, this is, this is in, my, in my head, is, and you just said, if you have a an enterprise that wants to do a thing. Right. So enterprises established that they want to do a thing. And I'm saying specifically for mainframe related. And and so they say, okay, um, this, this is kind of, Ties in with the plumbing that you're saying. Okay, well, we need this. We need that. We need this valve. We need this flange. We need these pipes. We need this type of schedule PVC. This, 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 this. We're gonna go to this vendor. We're gonna go to this vendor. We're gonna go to this vendor. We gotta get this from over here. Yada, yada, yada. You know, six months later. Okay, we got everything. Now let's go ahead and put it all together. Right. That's that's traditionally how it's being done. So, but essentially, what you're saying is, you have an enterprise, and you say okay, this is what we want to do. So then all they have to do is they have to turn to Zoe and they say, Zoe, this is what I want to do. And Zoe's like, okay, cool. We already have all that stuff for you. Let's go ahead and set it up. And And that's
0: a good analogy. And rather than going and shopping a bunch of technologies Mm -hmm. from a different set of vendors, for example, wouldn't it be nice if those vendors agreed on a set of infrastructure Mm -hmm. and that infrastructure was consistent, it was secure- And rather than the customer having to deal with a whole bunch of technologies from a whole set of different vendors, what if the vendors agreed ZOE as an integration platform? And now, granted, we're talking browser. We're talking command line. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I'll let you in on a little secret that there's a proposal coming to the ZLC on what are we going to do about mobile? Mm. So imagine this technology be something that is consistent on ZOS for anybody to use. Wow. Now, one of the other bullets, we've mentioned cloud, we've mentioned agile in some of this. The overriding theme here is you wrapper all these ZOS services with REST APIs and these user interfaces. Suddenly that platform is not this weird uncle in the closet, (laughs) right? This is a set of REST APIs. And if you know how to work with REST APIs, you could talk to cloud, you could talk to ZOS, and really you don't see a difference. Now, I I usually point out that you still need somebody that understands what JCL is and where the comma goes on the job card and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But for a vast majority of your system programmers and developers and you know operations, DevOps, whoever, just being able to call a REST API and get information back from the ZOS platform should be no different than doing it from a cloud environment. And that's kind of the great equalizer Mm -hmm. that we're trying to do here. So I'll go back to my two themes. We're trying to make the platform attractive to millennials Mm -hmm. by I'll say putting this technology as the interface of choice on how you interact with it. And when I talk about, I'll say correcting the sins of the last 50 years You know, the good news is we've got a lot of interfaces on ZOS. The bad news is we got a lot of interfaces on ZOS.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's very true.
0: So imagine trying to converge all of that to a set of REST APIs, an API catalog, and these different ways to make use of those REST APIs. Mm. Well. There's everything you'd ever want to know about ZOE in what, how many the, minutes? How 20, many 20 minutes. minutes.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, we're at yeah, so, right, at,
2: right at the 30 mark. Excellent. Okay. Excellent work. We, I I got
1: I got questions. Well, I got questions. I, no, so the APIs um, they they adhere or they support the open standard specification, right? Correct. Open API, that's AK Swagger, I Cor- guess.
0: Correct. Okay. Now um, so the short answer is yes, there's actually a couple ways in Zoe if you don't have an open API mm-hmm. spec, there is a way in the API catalog of Zoe of I'll say faking it out. Yeah. So you you have the description of of the API. Mm-hmm. You actually code it into the catalog. Mm-hmm. But the net of it is, yes, it, it those APIs should look just the same as any other APIs. Okay. And what that means is, right? You got a set of GET, PUT post delete kind of operations and you've got a set of you know JSON variables that you use to interact with those back-end ZOS services gotcha so no different than any other API cool
1: um, also I was having a conversation with the architect that is on my is on my team that I'm, I'm on the team with them for the product that I'm supporting um, he told me that people just copy and paste their JCL so <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, that works until something breaks. Then, I know
1: what we were, we were doing like, we had very small thing, you know, right. and, and, and then it you was like three lines. Then you need
0: your weird uncle in the yeah. closet to come out and go, Oh, You've gone past <laughs> column seventy-two. That's a no-no. Yeah, I, we weren't yeah. going
1: past col- We weren't going past line three. And then right, top, which so, is which um, is
2: where things like IDZ yeah. and it's advanced language sensitive functionality that allow you to see sort of those little oh you missed a, yeah, a wow. D in the DD here Get or you here. did a comma where you didn't mean to and it actually That's, has some. It actually, I believe now it has some. And when I say now, it's because I'm sort of burned into where uh, I was when I started in Developer for Z, which was. Right around the time it went to RDZ from WSDZ, I think I, it was, or something like that. You you remember though? I
0: told you that naming is the hardest thing we do, <laughs> and then we change the yeah. name immediately. So right. I can't defend the. I I can't tell you the history of all the names.
2: Yeah, but with the with the with the
1: JCL checking for you know yeah. the functionality and blah blah blah. Yeah, no, but you you got a point there. You got a point. there. That is cool though. I didn't know that. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. this is a great. This is great for everybody. Um. Also, if you want to make a Zoe attractive to millennials, you need to position it and you need to advertise it in, in meme format. This is uh, true. Memes. Yeah, yeah. All it's, uh, it, it's, Memes and, and uh, GIFs or GIFs? How do you say G- it? Well,
2: so here's a discussion point. So some people <coughs> say GIFs because of... The, the, the peanut the, butter? Uh, well, <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. But um, when it comes to the actual language itself, yeah. if you look at it, its graphical interchange format i think or something sure like that graphics nice. interchange format That's so perfect. if it's graphics it should be gif because yeah. the g is for graphics right. which is a hard g so but then it's the english language so it, we complicate so it. it's the english yeah. language so we immediately break those rules is okay. it french it might be <laughs> French with Chris and Chris.
0: <laughs> it might uh, be. So, but all right. So, there's my second item yeah. is <clears throat> I got to get a wiki in place yep. and mm-hmm. I got to get me M- some memes, memes and gifs Gifts. and gifs. Exactly. Gifts and GIFs. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Okay.
1: Man, yeah. crunchy, sm- not smooth.
2: <laughs> so, what are some use cases that you see for Zoe?
0: So, uh, one of the problems I guess I have with that is it's a little like saying, so what's the use case for an automobile engine, right? In the (laughs) sense that it kind of depends upon what you want to do. So if you go back to uh, REST APIs, you know, you're only as smart as what the REST API allows you to do. Um, So the idea of submitting a job getting the results back, editing a file. Um, So those are services that could be used by any number of people, right? So Zoe is not, you know, in design thinking, we spend a lot of time on personas and who's your real end user and all this kind of stuff. We've struggled with, the various personas that could potentially use Zoe. So, I, I, so I guess I'm wimping out a little bit on giving you a straight answer in the sense that it's a set of services. We refer to it as an f- open framework, and it's kind of whatever you want to do with it. And and I tend to talk about developers, system programmers operations people and such. But, you know, if you had a, you know, somebody that wanted to, you know, do something bizarre, as long as you had a set of REST APIs that allowed that, Zoe is kind of the funnel for being able to do that. Now, mm-hmm. I I would like to make one, I guess, one comment. We talk about REST APIs, and I, I do want to draw a distinction between I'll call them back-office REST APIs. You know, what you've heard me describe is, you know, editing a file and submitting jobs and that kind of stuff. There is a set of REST APIs or products that allow you to REST enable, I'll call them business applications, right? These are the kicks, IMS, DB2, the things that run a business. That is not zoe's domain we have other products that want to give you rest apis into your payroll application or that kind of stuff so i guess i would put a caveat on the use cases as being kind of the back office kind of operations and not customer facing if that makes sense that
1: would be um the the customer facing would be zos connect you got it correct
0: and I also, just to kind of further elaborate, I talked a little bit about API management on, uh, from Zoe on ZOS. Keep in mind that this is just for a ZOS set of staff and programmers. The API management that we have in Zoe is good, but it is not intended to be what I call an enterprise API manager. And there, IBM has a product called API Connect to where, you know, I, again, I've lost track, but let's say I view them as being five, six years ahead of where we are with Zoe. So keep in mind, right? Use the right tool for the right job. And the Zoe API management is for the ZOS community. And something like API Connect is for the enterprise. Mm. So okay. keep that in mind. All right. Nice. Nicely done.
2: Um, <clears throat> so another question on my list is going to be, how is the Zoe open source project organized? Uh, okay. Well, this is,
0: so we've already mentioned a little bit about the ZLC. Mm-hmm. The, the team's, so a lot of people say, oh, it's Zoe. It's one big blob of people working on stuff. <laughs> that is not quite the case. We have what we refer to as squads. So it's teams of people. So And, and it's important, you know, the Zoe Leadership Committee, we're kind of overseers. We're not dictators. Hmm. And really the squads are free to do what they think is best for their area. Hmm. So I mentioned the command line interface. Mm -hmm. There's a squad that focuses on command line. I mentioned the the browser, and we refer to it as the application framework because that's what it is. There's a squad that focuses on that. Hmm. We actually have squads. We have one referred to as the onboarding squad. These people are committed to working to bring either customers or ISVs on board to Zoe to get them started, to point out what we're doing and where to go for information. So think of it as a collection of squads, you know, and I'm trying to remember, I think, uh, what it, was it? Tribes. I've lost track of the the terminology, but it, it's it's a bunch of people. Oh, guilds, guilds. Right? Yeah, there, there you yeah, go. Guilds. There but, we go. Excellent. <laughs> and you know the ZLC, <laughs> not French.
2: <laughs> no, not French. That one
0: is kind of, I'll say, chief cat herder. Right. Okay. Sure. And the ZLC, as we mentioned, let's say somebody wants to donate new technology that takes Zoe in a whole different direction than what we're currently on, and mobile is an example of that. Well, we expect them to bring on their squad, Mm. right? Mm. And a set of committers, that's another key concept. You have people whose job is to maintain the source code. And in these squads are the committers. Anybody can join a squad, but you have to earn the right to be a committer because you have the authority to change the source code. So- I fully hope and expect we have more squads in the future and we take Zoe where the open community wants to take it. Yeah. And there's technology out there that we probably even haven't thought of yet. Bring it on. We want Zoe to grow in that way and not limit it to the three or four technologies that I've described today.
2: That's cool. What's it like being chief cat herder for the ZLC? But hold that thought. Um, All right. I'd like to liken what you're saying to... Please don't say iPhone. No, to Formula One racing. Okay. I'm a big fan of Formula One. And I would like to liken the features themselves, which each squad is responsible for, to the car. Yeah, yeah. Committer would be the driver, right? Yeah. And then the squad itself, the remaining squad, would be that massive support team that each race crew has of tons of people that they're monitoring, you know, in Formula One, they're monitoring tire pressure. They're replacing, they're rebuilding engines in between runs. They're making sure that all the telemetry is good. They're checking hydraulics, you know, they're being ready to change the tires when necessary. But the committer is the one who's really, you know, the responsible for the win and the car would be the, what do you think?
0: Yeah. It's an analogy that we could draw some parallels to. I guess the, the things that I would Point out in the open community that the the open community is staffed technically by volunteers. Wow! Now the it's three m- it's found- more like a
1: Pinewood Derby then. <laughs> no, okay, no, no.
0: <laughs> but, but um, th- and this is what makes the open community fun. So you ask about what it's like to cat herd. These are willing cats. Okay, <laughs> so that's one that's one advantage, but technically they are volunteers. Now the three founding members, you know, uh, uh, IBM Rocket and, and, and CA Technology slash Broadcom, those companies have kind of volunteered their people to work on this, but it, there can be challenges when Squad A needs something from Squad B. Mm. And you're trying to close on, I'll say, getting a release out the door. Mm. Now, we have a great track record so far of getting releases out the door. But a given feature or function might slip a release. Right. But if you're putting a release out every 30 days, that's not the end of the world. You're really not. So I, I guess that's another point that I would make in this. Yes, it's volunteers. But we are living and breathing agile development process. So we have, in effect, trains that we are building code on. Mm-hmm. And we put something out you know, once a month. And like I say, whether you get everything you want in the, a given month, if it misses that train, it catches the next one. Yep. Now, just a little bit of commentary, right? This is a weird world for people that grew up on ZOS and mainframes. Mm. What? You're putting something out, and you can't necessarily tell me exactly when widget ABC is gonna be complete and regression test and all that kind of stuff. So this is a cultural Mm -hmm. thing as much as anything else. Oh yeah. And, And that's I have learned from the open community. And I'd like to think the open community has learned something about mainframes and the the way I like to put it is that runs the civilized world, how those two worlds come together, because the mainframes need to get more agile and integrated. Mm -hmm. But I'll also say that there's some things this old dog can teach the millennials on how important it is to do regression testing and worry about breaking changes,
1: and blah, blah, blah. Maybe be less (laughs) laissez-faire.
2: Oh, man. This is really, you know, 21st century. One thing that struck us from one of our previous guests and something that I've been hearing more often is that we want to, while doing that, make the mainframe less remarkable, which touches sort of on your discussion about how Zoe and it being plumbing and infrastructure means that you should be able to touch different platforms, different types of things without really noticing it up front. You know, like it doesn't matter what it is. So what do you think about the whole thing about making the mainframe more modern, bringing it in more features, more APIs, this and that, but still making it less remarkable? What's your opinion on that?
0: On on one level, I completely agree. Um, But there's also you know, I talk about 50 years of history or whatever, sure. Um, there's stuff in that box that we have made remarkable in those 50 years. So I don't want I don't want that to be overshadowed by this message that it's just another platform. Uh, right. You know, I'll pick on security, right? I mean, The platform has a huge story with the encryption capabilities that we have and that kind of stuff. Now, I guess the beginning of the conversation, I would say, yes, that REST API looks like any other platform. But we also need to get to the point that that REST API may be exploiting technology that no other platform has. Hmm. And you you almost need a way to say my API has that baked into it and you get that, I'll say, for free, right? There's no such thing as free. No. But if I have an API where I could store my data on platform one or platform two, I need a way in my REST API to say, and my value on the mainframe is that data isn't going to be hacked even if you've got some bad guy trying to use a quantum computer to do it right right and to me we haven't we haven't figured that out yet in in my mind my rest api catalog should have a piece of metadata or something that says yeah, but I got this value add. Think about whether you want to make use of my services or not.
2: Huh.
1: Okay. Interesting. So one of the things I, I, uh, Bruce and I, we were walking over here before we started recording was I, I just saw this. Um, this is Diego Bravo. I don't know if Diego's, I think Diego's with IBM, but he, he posted something on Medium about Zoe. Uh, the title is VS Code and Zoe for the ZOS Systems Programmers. And... That's about as far as I got with the with the article because I just I literally just saw it this morning and I thought oh that's really cool that this popped up on my LinkedIn feed and I thought Bruce maybe you know something about this or if you if if you could talk a little bit about it and wh- why it's important.
0: The yeah, the VS Code story is a good example of kind of this convergence of open source and making use of the mainframe. Mm-hmm. Um So, you know, in my mind, you know, VS Code, open source IDE, blah, 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 used uh, by, uh, uh, you know, a large install base out there. And what the Zoe, it it was actually started by the command command line interface team writing an extension to uh, VS Code so it's available in Marketplace, you can you can Google it, that in effect is making use of, I'll say, CLI infrastructure, just to oversimplify it, working with these ZOS-based REST APIs. And guess what? In the Visual Studio tree structure over to the side, you can have ZOS-based source files data whatever Mm -hmm. show up in that tree just like anything else so it's an example of kind of the equalizer of now that vs code developer can you know go look at and submit and do things that you know five years ago would have been alien to say (laughs) what you got a microsoft IDE that's talking to the mainframe (laughs) that's kind of weird so right we're glue code and bringing those two worlds together. Okay. Mm. So, I mean, that's kind of an oversimplification right. of what it is, but that's also a message on its significance yeah. of bringing these two worlds together.
1: <laughs> the web interface is it Z Lux? Is it called Z Lux? <laughs> is this what it's saying right here? This, but this is an old part, Another presentation, name. so I don't know. Yeah, All those, those names. Man. Are we calling it Z Lux? I
0: think we have settled upon <clears throat> application framework.
2: Oh but not Zelux at all. Well,
0: I'm trying to remember what Zelux was an acronym, but I'm trying to remember Z was it lightweight user experience? Probably bad. something like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Which cool.
0: the story was, right? I just point a browser to my mainframe, yeah. it gets populated, you know, with a bunch of web apps there. Yeah. But I think we went to app framework because first of all, we could provide web apps that run in there. Mm -hmm. ISVs could provide web apps that run in there. Customers could provide web apps that run in there. And then one of the narratives that we tell about this is launch in context between the various web apps. So we're not not wanting to put a bunch of icons on a browser. Mm -hmm. We want to break down the silos that have grown up over the last 50 years Mm -hmm. so that from one app, I could launch in context to another app. And that's part of what this environment gives you. And that's much more app framework Mm -hmm. concept than it is Zlux
2: concept. Got it. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. So it's, you know,
0: subtleties and, in the naming yeah. that you need podcasts like this to explain what the heck is really going on.
1: That and Zlux was already uh, trademarked. So uh, Bruce, a couple more questions here. So you talked about guilds, or I'm sorry.
2: I'm well, mad. we did we talk about, about squads. Guilds. We did squads. talk
1: about guilds. We got, talked about a lot of stuff. We talked about Wikipedia, memes, um, squads. We talked about the ZLC. Um, we talked about committers. talked about F1 racing. Monaco. Mm. Um, <clears throat> it's a good race. Yeah. So how can I join? Like if I, you know, I want to, I want to get in on this. I want to get in this in the ground floor.
0: This great question. Um, first of all, just go to Zoe.org. With and, a W. With a W. And um, joining means different things to different people. Mm. So out there, are some simple tutorials just to understand what this technology is and what it's about. Okay, so that's kind of step one. You know, we've I've described some of the lingo that we're using of having squads or whatever. If you go to zoe.org, um, IBM has put an instance of Zoe up on Z trial. If your audience okay. is familiar with Z trial, Well, we'll, we'll post a link for
1: yeah, we'll so link that. We'll link that for sure. That's pretty, that's pretty and, cool that they, have, that they have access to and,
0: that. And that is a test drive, yeah. right? It's a scripted, just kind of get your feet wet kind mm-hmm.
2: of stuff. Yep. I've actually worked on a couple of the different Z trial experiences. You just described it exactly right. It's basically kicking the tires. It's an, an all inclusive remote desktop image, essentially yes. on yes. an environment all yep. products configured a little test script um, you can walk through it see what the product
1: looks and feels like without having to commit right and that's cool because like what are your alternatives to accessing the mainframe nothing well
0: right? so so yeah we could probably do a whole podcast just we on sure this we right? sure could in that now there is some tutorials that are sponsored by the same organization that leads master the mainframe okay so i i I don't have it memorized, but somewhere on zoe.org, there is a link to a tutorial if you wanted to learn how to write a web app with this launch in context capability that I just described. So that's one way to get involved. Another way is out there, you know, we've talked about open source, but the source is just kind of the necessary evil. What you really want is an executable of this compiled source that does something. Mm -hmm. And we refer to that as a convenience build. So when I talk about putting a release out every month, we're updating the open source, but what we're delivering is a downloadable, executable for you to play with. Okay. So you can download that, you can install it, and then this is where, well, how do I write an extension to the CLI? How do I write a web app? How do I get APIs populated in the API catalog? Those are things that you can do in your own shop, Mm -hmm. assuming you got a dev test environment where you can play with this stuff. So that in my mind is kind of the next degree Mm -hmm. of getting involved. Now we talked a little bit about committers, but you know, committers, all they're doing is submitting the changes, right? We need testers, we need reviewers of documentation, we need those people to help debug, even though they may not actually change the source code. Mm-hmm. If we had someone to research a given bug and do a pull request in GitHub, mm-hmm. you know, all of this is in the open, we're using GitHub, I mentioned we're following Agile principles, yep. you can earn becoming a committer by learning the code and helping the existing committers do the right thing going forward. Okay. Now I, you know, to me, customers can get involved. I'm very encouraged. We've got universities that are wanting to teach Zoe. Oh wow. So the idea that people coming out of school would have some Zoe knowledge. Yeah. I have joked with some of the universities, but I'm serious. Go to Z trial there is a way to earn a Zoe badge? Okay. Put that on your resume and it will help you get attention. Yeah. Because you know the technology and how it interacts with with ZOS.
1: That's cool. Mm-hmm. Do, what what are there what are the Do you know the colleges?
0: So I don't have a memorized. I we have a Marist gr- is probably Yes, one. we have a great yeah. we have a great working relationship
1: with Marist. So Arizona? Is that here Arizona or something?
0: Um I think there had been kind of a hackathon I don't want to say cuz okay. I don't want to get the name so, wrong. So definitely
1: Marist College. Definitely yeah, Marist. Sure. Yeah.
0: I'm we're beginning a conversation with uh, Virginian uh, Virginia Commonwealth University. Okay. We've got a strong advocate there. Cool. Now when I say Marist, they are actually delivering our build environment.
2: Yeah. So really? we
0: we uh, keep in mind, right? This is not a an IBM thing, a rocket thing, or a Broadcom thing, this is an open community. And we try as best we can to be vendor neutral. Mm -hmm. So even Z trial, right? This is IBM donating infrastructure for people to be able to test drive this. Mm -hmm. But I'd really like Z trial to be running at a university somewhere That is vendor neutral because that's the philosophy of open software. That's That's
2: much truer to the credo for sure.
0: Exactly. And again, this is where we're kind of finding that balance between, you know, a longstanding proprietary, but I mean that in a good way, platform and trying to do this in the open community. The Z Linux, I'll say, organization, Mm -hmm. to me, jumped out ahead of providing infrastructure for us to play with for i say us the community to play with and there's my mission to take over the
1: world there I, is I, I, no, yeah i think that i think you summed it up that's a great it's a great ending i think yeah that was um, amazing do you have any yeah, uh, have him on more often yeah we like we like we do like to ask the guests so if you have any like you know words of advice or any wisdom that you'd like to share with with uh, the, the listeners. listeners doesn't have to be it can be uh generationally agnostic doesn't have to be limited to millennials.
0: (laughs) I, I guess the thing that comes to mind is I want Zoe to be driven by more than the three founding companies. Now we've had um, other software vendors get involved. Mm -hmm. Phoenix software was one that has provided rest APIs. I I, want to give a shout out to them, but We're kind of in, I'll say, the first year, depending upon how you want to count it, um, this February will be the one-year anniversary of Zoe being 100% open source. Mm -hmm. So for anybody to be able to get involved. Um, I need participants, right? Whether you're a customer or a software vendor, a system integrator, a university, You know, I'm, I want a movement here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So come join the party. Mm -hmm. Figure out what we're doing. Tell us if it meets or doesn't meet what you need. If it doesn't meet what you need, come join. Take us in the direction you want it to go. Mm -hmm. So I I guess that's my message is, you know, we've used the term product a couple of times in this call. This is not, a product in the same way that Linux was not a product when Linus was putting all this code together, right? Mm -hmm. It turns into a product when somebody takes that code and says, I'm going to provide support for this, call me, Mm -hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. We're at that stage where we're not a product yet. We're <laughs> mm-hmm. a movement.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I
0: need more people to join the parade.
2: Nice. All right. Excellent. So there
0: there's my advertisement.
2: Bruce. Thank you so much for being on. Yeah. Everybody go and check out zoe.org. That's Z-O-W-E dot O-R-G. Um, as Bruce had mentioned, when you go and navigate through the site itself, you'll see links to Ztrial. You'll see links to GitHub. You'll see uh, within, sort of a couple of levels down, links to some Slack channels. Slack channels. Okay. The good so. news
0: is we've got a lot of Slack channels. The bad news is we got a lot of <laughs> Slack channels. But you can find... The experts that are out there, and when I talk about the committers, yeah. those committers are usually on the other end of those Slack channels.
2: Very cool, nice, yeah, and that's and that's where you're going to find your answers, be able to contribute it to the community. So, you got
0: it. Well, thanks so much, Chris and Chris. This Thank has you. Been fun.
2: Thank uh, you. Bruce. Give me
0: another six months, we'll come back and we'll do this again.
2: Check in on the movement,
0: and we'll check in on the movement.